0: The words that make up our thoughts, the terms we use to describe our experiences, change through the recovery process. For example, instead of talking about how they ate a bad food or a bad dinner, clients who are progressing with their recovery start saying things like, we had a lower protein dinner or a higher sugar breakfast than usual. They focus on the facts, and they don't generalize food as being bad. Or themselves as being bad eaters. They talk about their bodies and emotions using this new language too. Instead of, I'm so fat and disgusting, I just can't stand myself, the language of recovery sounds like, I'm having a hard time today accepting my current size and feeling like I wanna be slimmer. The language of disordered eating is mean and critical. The language of recovery is kinder. In today's episode, We'll talk about shaping your word choices to help you move further away from uncontrolled or binge eating, and closer to your end goal, feeling calm and confident around food. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. When I read our Facebook group discussions this weekend, one word that jumped out at me was exhausted. Our clients were talking about situations which frequently precede their binge eating, and the word exhausted showed up over and over. It struck me that exhausted is a word much like starving that we tend to throw around when it's not exactly true. It's a bit of hyperbole. If I tell myself I'm starving, it carries a higher emotional intensity than just saying I'm hungry, and that emotional content impacts us in a real way. If we believe that we are starving, it makes us more desperate and hurried for food. It makes the situation sound dangerous or extreme, and possibly justifies doing something we wouldn't do if we were instead operating with the belief that we were very hungry. I've talked about setting aside the word starving for years. It's in my 2015 book, Lean Habits, where I discuss forming a positive relationship with your body's appetite sensations. Telling ourselves we're starving really doesn't ever help us. So it's a good word to strike from your vocabulary, unless you literally are starving and haven't had food in at least a week. But this weekend was the first time I saw the word exhausted and how similarly problematic it is. It's more dramatic than thinking, I'm tired, or I feel fatigue. We can envision going through the bedtime routine with our kids when we're tired, right? We can envision picking up the kitchen, even if we're tired. It's possible. But what changes when we tell ourselves we're exhausted? It sounds a lot harder, or even impossible. Exhaustion is completely debilitated, unable to act or move. Tired, on the other hand, would be feeling low energy, moving slowly and having to put in greater effort, but still being able. I think I've actually been making this mistake. When I think about what it sounds like in my mind near the end of the day, I think I use the word exhausted a little more often than I should. I'm totally going to try and switch that when I notice it. I have a feeling I'm not the only one with this story popping up, the I'm exhausted story. Exhausted is a sneaky way of saying I can't. But if we're just tired, maybe we can carry on with what we have in front of us. Athletes exercise when they're tired all the time. Doctors and nurses who work long shifts have to continue doing their jobs when they're very tired. People in these positions tend to quickly realize that being tired and continuing to work anyway is not only possible, it's part of the role. I don't want to minimize the difficulty one bit of working or parenting through fatigue. I want to highlight the toughness of the human spirit. Binge eating may be something you have done with the belief that it got you through a task or situation, that you were just too exhausted to do anything else. But the truth is, You got through that situation on your own. Food was just an ineffective bystander. So let's all try this on for the next week. If we notice ourselves saying, I'm starving, double check and possibly try redoing it and saying or thinking, I'm hungry or I'm really hungry. And if we notice ourselves saying, I'm exhausted, we can try out, I'm feeling fatigue or I'm feeling tired. Changing these two little bits of language can make us feel less powerless, as we just saw. But word changes can also help us stay more motivated. And come on, who wouldn't like to feel more motivated on a daily basis for whatever our goals are? I've been talking with my clients about framing our goals in a sense of more instead of less. If you've read my new book, Give Yourself More, you get the idea. Instead of approaching our life as experiences we want to avoid, we can approach what we want to experience. Instead of fixating on subtracting from our bodies or reducing what we think of as personal flaws, we can set goals based on adding ability, health, and vibrancy to our bodies and increasing the number of physical and character strengths we have. This swap does not come easily. After all, when people describe their goals... Many of them use negative phrases. Weight loss, fat loss, stop smoking, stop binge eating, spend less money. As for how they want to achieve their goals, the steps along the way also tend to be about avoidance, taking away, or subtraction. Avoid this or that food, stop watching so much TV, don't buy wine, resist the urge to purchase new outfits. If our goals are framed as avoidance, and the steps to reach them are also framed in terms of avoidance, the whole process feels pretty negative. I sipped my coffee reading my emails one morning this week. My client Terry wrote, being completely honest, I'm still living in less mode. More is a hard concept to internalize. It's counterintuitive. I'm going to, quote, lose weight by limiting myself. I'm still giving myself a high five when I don't eat those chips in the pantry that Mark loves. How do I stop thinking about that in terms of less? I had a call with Terry that very day, so we discussed it later on the phone. I encouraged her to think of her overall goals and how we can frame them in terms of more. One trick to do this is to take your less oriented goal, whether it's weight loss, drinking less, spending less, whatever, and ask yourself, What will be awesome about achieving it? You might even create a little film in your mind, your success montage, where you see scenes of you having achieved your goal, and what are you doing? What are you enjoying in those scenes? That's likely to be a more based experience. Terry and I came up with the following. Being able to wear more of her clothes and have more styles she feels good in Having more energy, feeling more confident, increasing her activity because she would be pain-free more of the time, getting more praise from her doctor and positive feedback about her health. Then we moved through each skill she has been practicing and made sure it was consistent with giving herself more. She had step goals, food she wants to make sure she includes at each meal, like protein and fruit and vegetables. Those are definitely positive. Instead of thinking, don't eat Mark's chips at night, we reinforced that her goal was to eat until she felt satisfied at dinner, and she could include chips if she wanted, and then go to bed as soon as she was tired to give her body what it was really asking for, rest. For entertainment... She was going to look up things on the internet, do crafts she enjoyed, or read. Terry started to enthusiastically list things she wanted to do more of in the evenings. See, I said, there are so many things you enjoy doing with your evenings. Focus on moving towards those. She blurted out, I love laughing, I love music, and I love banter with intelligent people. And I wrote it down because it was just so charming. Think about what you want to experience in the days of your life that you have remaining. What do you not want to miss out on? That is part of seeing your life with a more mindset. A more mindset leads to motivation that lasts and lasts as your goals draw you forward like an oasis in the desert or the peak of a mountain you're eager to reach. When we keep our eyes on the prize, we can keep doing the work moving closer to it in the most efficient way we can see. Trying to get away from something we really hate, or are scared of, on the other hand, does not usually lead to taking effective actions. Think of how people respond to a sudden explosion. Everybody just sort of runs hastily and in every direction, trying to get away. And once the hated thing is out of sight, we relax again. So there's a flurry of activity but no lasting motivation. I want to help you stay engaged, motivated, and moving forward. Because there will be really hard days in this process. There will be days we start to think we can't do this. But we can together. To learn more about how positive psychology can help you reach health goals, check out my book, Give Yourself More. I'm Georgie Fear. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to leave a review and join us next week.